podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hey guys, a new season and a brand new episode of the Euro Incision podcast. Welcome back. It has been a while, but it's good to kick things off. And you know what? Champions League draw time. And I couldn't just sit here and not do anything, despite how I feel, and not do a podcast. I mean, there's so much to talk about. Um, my usual guest, Themis, is not able to join us, but it's a really, really fascinating draw. I mean... Will Liverpool kick, kick on in the Champions League? Will Darwin Nunes stick it to Ajax once more? Uh, so much to talk about. And joining me on this podcast, um, I have two incredible guests who are going to do their best to um, uh, dissect the um, entire draw and give me their thoughts and reactions. Um, first up, I am joined by Tom James. Tom, welcome to Euro Incision. <laughs> Thank you for having me. No, 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 it's a pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure. And joining Tom, it is Justin Wells. Um, I hope we're much calmer today. <laughs> you know, it's actually the first time that you and I have done a podcast in a while where we're not talking about the immediate after aftermath of Liverpool either winning, drawing, or losing. So um, it's kind of nice to talk about something that's in a... Uh, steady state at the moment yes yes good vibes good vibes none of this screaming and shouting and just losing our shit no it is good um hopefully i'll be a lot calmer right guys so if you live under a rock which i'm sure you don't but let's just run through the champions league groups um group a is liverpool's group obviously in there we have ajax liverpool napoli and rangers in group b you have porto atletico madrid leverkusen club bruges Group C, Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Inter, and I want to say Pilsen. If I've mispronounced that, I do apologise. It is me that we're talking about here. I will get better, I promise. Uh, Group D, Frankfurt, Spurs, Sporting Lisbon, and Marseille. Group E, Milan, Chelsea, Salzburg, uh, Dinamo Zagreb. Group F, Real Madrid, Leipzig, Shakhtar, and Celtic. Group G, Man City, Sevilla, Dortmund, and Copenhagen. FC Copenhagen. Group H, Paris Saint-Germain, Juventus, Benfica, and Maccabi Haifa. Right, guys. So, Champions League draw, done and dusted. So, you know what? Let's get straight into it. And, Tom, I am going to come to you first. Um, thoughts on the draw, in particular the, the Liverpool side of things. So, Group A, I mean, what do you make as a Liverpool fan looking at that? I mean, how do you feel given the current state of where we are? Is this where we kick on? I mean, it's also worth noting that the Champions League and the league are two very different beasts that require, you know, a different kind of preparation. So I want to get your thoughts on it. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, to be honest, I think there's two ways you can look at it. I think if you look at it from the perspective, like you say, with our current situation, I mm-hmm. think it didn't really it doesn't really matter who's in our group. I think the situation meant where our, our squad is being stretched so thin that you're kind of worried about additional games and the intensity and quality of the opponent we might be playing, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think regardless of who we are drawn against, from that perspective, things can be a little bit worrying. But I think if you look at it just from a a neutral perspective, not considering our situation, because, you know, by the time these games kick off, our squad might be in a bit better shape, whether it be fitness or transfer related. Um, I can't really think of, you know, bar maybe one or two different draws. I can't think of anything much better because it's like you look at it from a perspective of quality you think realistically that we should be top of that group and I think that's the kind of perspective I go into any of these draws now we're we're such at such a high level at our best I'm not really too bothered about who we get because I feel like we should come on top regardless of who we get however I think we've got great balance of good competitive games that we could probably look forward to with Ajax and Napoli and Rangers I think the, I mean, Rangers, I don't think anyone's backing them for qualification, but you just never know with Rangers in Europe. But um, yeah, I mean, from a quality perspective, it's good. I think from a fan's travel perspective, it's good. From a, uh, a squad travel, it's good. And um, yeah, I mean, we're Liverpool, so we should finish top regardless, but it's, I'm, I'm quite happy with it. No, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. There's two ways to look at it. I mean, the club, I mean, the squad is really, really thin. Uh, Tom, as, as you've just said there, you know, thin and almost as thin and receding as Charlie Adams' hairline, but we're not going to go there. Uh, <laughs> I'm such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, Justin, I'm going to come to you because, you know, um, I look at that group and I think the first one, you know, like, I think I've been conditioned, but you know, like Napoli and Liverpool in the Champions League group don't usually do so well. And then I have to remind myself that the ones that always kind of stuck it to us, like, you know, the likes of Dries Mertens gone, um, Insignia has gone to FC Toronto, I believe. And of course, Koulibaly is obviously at Chelsea now, you know, so the old guard is pretty much gone. They are doing very well, well in Serie A. I know that's not really a barometer to take, but they have had two quite easy games. But I want to get your thoughts on what you made of the Champions League draw. And if you want to just read some travel stats, because I'm sure you've got some by, you know, the, the in-house statistician at Anfield Index. Well, I haven't looked at any of the mileages yet, but the longest trip here is Napoli, which is, I think, about a two-hour flight from Liverpool. So it's not horrifically long. But then Ajax is a 45-minute flight. Rangers is actually a bus or train trip. So none of that is particularly bad. Um, you, when you were actually reviewing who's missing from Napoli, um, there, there's one key figure who I, uh, you know, have grown to deeply respect and fear in the same measure, who is the one that, that I'm glad, the most glad to see Don there, uh, a certain Don Carlo. Um, he has our number. He is no longer yes. Napoli's manager. So yes, yes, the, the, idea of getting, the idea of getting enchiladied by Napoli is not something that, uh, you know, I'm particularly afraid of, though I do think that they have some quality players and they they can give us trouble in particular. They're too, they have one player who I desperately wanted for us to get, who I also would believe to solve our midfield problems in Zambo and Gisa, who I absolutely love. But, you know, I'm just going to have to admire him from afar and just hope that he does not, he's not able to control both of the games that we play against them and that, you know, what, what you know, the scheduling against Napoli is 
favorable towards when we actually have players back. Um, I think that the ordering of the fixtures is actually going to be really important for us. Uh, I would rather play Rangers first of anybody if we're still still dealing with injury problems because I do believe that we are, um, you know, a, a significant level better than they. Uh, I think we're better than all of these teams if we have everybody fit and firing, but we don't. Yes. Uh, but you know, the schedule is truly very, very important because we either we're going to want either you know a home game against Ajax or you know going home or you know home or at the Ibrox uh, early really helps us. Um, but I think we should be able to get through the group because you know we have the most firepower of any of these teams. We just need it to. Uh, to all return, and we need a midfield that is not bigger, that's not leaving bigger gaps than the one in Charlie Adams' teeth. Do you think, I mean, Justin, I'll, I'll stick with you on no, this one. Go after the Charlie Adams' teeth line. You go after his hairline, but I dropped, I dropped a bad nugget, no reaction. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm a terrible person today. Um, just one of those days. I mean, Justin, I'm going to stick with you. I want to get your thoughts. I mean, how are you feeling in terms of the Champions League coming? I mean, it is, as I think everyone knows, that I absolutely adore this competition. Like, it's just a wonderful competition. I think the Reds are doing really well in it quite in recent years. But how do you, I mean, like, how did you feel when the, you know, the draws being made where we are and things? I mean, are you pumped? I mean, do you think this is where we kind of kick on? Because I think, you know, like I've said, I think a different kind of approach is always required in, in cup competitions. I, I agree. And it, it, it's that different kind of approach. And it's the fact that, you know, you're seeing every single team twice. We are every single team twice in quick succession, right? Unlike the Premier League where you see them twice, but it's months apart. Um, we're a really difficult team to play against twice because we're really good at fixing tactical mistakes that we make um, in, in a two-legged competition so that they don't typically hurt us over two legs, be it the group stages or the knockout. Um, for me, the critical thing is going to be how quickly can we secure advancement. You know, last year's group stage is, was a uh, you know it was a work of art. You know, going going six wins on the trot is just uh, it's it's it, it's what you'd like you it's what you'd like to do every single time in the Champions League. But in reality, if we can just get out of the group, you know, having won you know four games, we'll, we'll get through. Um, might not even win need to win four games. It could be three, two draws, and a loss, and you still get through. Right, um, but it, it's I love the Champions League more than I like just about any other competition in sports because you know the American in me loves to see things decided in in, in playoffs and knockouts. As much as I love the Premier League, there's always just something about the uh, the do or die of ninety minutes or one hundred eighty minutes deciding your fate over you know thirty eight times ninety, which I'm not doing my math in my head quickly deciding your fate. Um, it's also it's an emotional roller coaster too because crazy things happen in the Champions League, right? It, you know, Barcelona, us against Barcelona, um, us against AC Milan, the uh, you know Spurs, Spurs and City, uh, you know, Chelsea last last uh, last go around against uh, not gonna, Real Madrid, like Real Madrid against everybody last last year. Like those things only seem to happen in the Champions League, and it's just due to the knockout nature of it, and it's. It's a glorious, messy competition, and, you know, I'm here for it. I love it. I want number seven, um, but, you know, bring it on. I love a good, I love the, I love an Anfield, uh, an Anfield night. Yeah, you can't be a European night at Anfield, and, you know, 
I might as well just run this stats. So Simon Brundish being Simon Brundish, working out the mileage. Liverpool have the least travel of all the English clubs. I think we... He's, he's tweeted here. You can follow him on Twitter as well, at Simon Brundish. Um, Liverpool are travelling 4,450 miles. Chelsea are travelling 4,550 miles. Spurs are travelling 4,800 miles. And Manchester City with the highest um, travel with 5,400. Tom, I'm going to come to you. I mean, same question to you, basically, about how you're feeling in terms of the Champions how are you, uh, where are you with it? Um, I think it probably should better off asking me in about three weeks' time when this gets going because I think a lot depends on obviously the first fixture that we get but also just how our momentum either <laughs> stays as it is or sh- shifts in the next few weeks in the Premier League building up to that. I mean, we're just starting to get into what's going to be a more intense period, aren't we, where it's going to be we're going to start getting two games a week sort of thing. So, um, yeah, always excited for Champions League. Always looking forward to those midweek games. Looking forward to potentially a couple of trips to Anfield and maybe even to Europe. But, yeah, I'm happy with the group. And I guess my confidence very much depends on how the next uh, two, three weeks go. So you guys are obviously talking about uh, the the fixtures and, um, you know, how things sort of pan out and, uh, you know, maybe ask you in three weeks. I've got to ask you then, in terms of the group, I mean, are there like any potential like kind of banana skins for you where you think we might slip up? I mean, I've already shared that I have been personally traumatised by Napoli in group stages in the past. <laughs> um, so I just want to get your thoughts. And obviously, you know, things have kind of changed on now. Um, and I guess with where we are as Liverpool supporters, with everything that's going on at the moment... I guess, you know, I've got to ask you, is there anybody that you particularly fear? Tom, I will stick with you. I mean, Liverpool, like like uh, Justin said, fully fully fit, you can't mess with us, certainly not mm-hmm. Europe, but is there anybody that you think could potentially, we might, we shouldn't underestimate? Um, all of them. I th- there's none that stand out, but I, th- I do feel like all three of them have the ability, especially away from home for us, to cause us a bit of an upset. They all have their own um, special, unique atmosphere. If you look at Rangers, they've been able to accomplish some incredible things despite potentially not having the quality to go as far as they have. They've, they've accomplished quite a lot in Europe over the last couple of years. Um, and, you know, you can put that down to those special nights that, the Ibrox, which you know we we're all too familiar with, with our own ability to do that and kind of create that sort of uh, atmosphere. But um, no, like uh, the way I, the way I look at it is that our team is better than theirs, so we we should beat them. And like that's probably very narrow minded the way of looking at it. But I do think that for, from that respect, all three of them are capable of causing upsets, and um, especially away from home. I, I feel quite comfortable playing them at Anfield, but it's the uh, the away fixtures that that may worry me, depending on on how we're looking at. Yeah, before I come to you, um, we are live on Discord, and JC Tyrone there said it's a tough group. Don't be fooled by any of these teams. Caution there by JC Tyrone. Uh, Justin, I'll come to you with the same question. Um, 
Yeah, um, anything that you, any team that you particularly fear. I think a lot of people stereotypically kind of do worry about a team like Ajax, young people don't know much about them. They're kind of like the hipster esque kind of team, play some fast football. It'd be very interesting to see. Obviously, I've not watched much of Erdogan, I've not watched much of Ajax um, this season. I've just, I will get onto that um, and kind of study them, um, with, you know, um, post Ten Hag life. So um, I want to get your thoughts. Is there anything or anybody that worries you? Napoli worries me because I do think that they're a pretty strong side. And as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, Zambo and uh, Victor Oshiman are phenomenally good players who can, uh, you know, take over a midfield and score a bunch of goals respectively. Um, mm. Nap- Napoli, I think, would probably be the other team I would think of that probably comes out of the group with us. That said, Ajax is, this is fun because they're, you know, they're a club that's driven by a playing philosophy. That playing philosophy is always very open, um, you know, Aside from, you know, kind of, I always think of them and Barcelona in, you know, with the, uh, their kind of philosophies and principles about how to play football very similarly. Again, probably also very driven by Cruyff, but, um, you know, they're, they're, uh, they can be really fun. I do think that teams that open up and try to play like they do against us, um, you know, tend to sometimes run into problems, although, you know, they played us extremely tough when we had them in the uh, group stages in the COVID season. So it'll be interesting to see how we play against Ajax with, with actual people at, at both of those grounds. Um, I do think that Ajax, you know, does give... I, I think that Ajax, with everybody healthy, plays into our hands pretty well. Um, I also have a, a certain fondness for Ajax and Napoli because of, you know, certain historical fe- figures within those clubs, as I mentioned Cruyff earlier. And then with Napoli, I'm a, you know, a, a devout uh, worshiper at the Church of St. Diego. So I will always have a soft spot for them. Um, I can tell you who I hate to lose to in any sort of situation. I cannot stand Rangers. Um, <laughs> without going too deeply into it, it is because of certain political and life beliefs that I do not enjoy them. And losing to them would make me feel, like, pretty shitty. It would make me feel very angry. In, in a lot of ways, it would make me feel angrier than losing to a lot of teams in the Premier League because, you know, it, it, it's the combination of really not liking them and also just the gap in talent between, you know, us and any of any of Scotland. You know, Scotland also, by the way, having two teams in the Champions League is a is, is a, a rarity in recent times because they both, yes. you know, it's been Celtic alone. The fact that Rangers got there this year, this year as well, is... um. You know, it's a testament to the fact that they've they've made some improvements and they've gotten themselves back to at least making Scotland into an interesting, albeit two horse lead. Um, but yeah, lose to Rangers, and I probably am going to deactivate my Twitter account for like three days. Yes, um, that might be wise. Yeah, I, I share your sentiments on Rangers. Can't lie, I think many people do. Um, but we'll move on swiftly from that. Um, I guess. Um, the next question I gotta ask you, Liverpool related, is uh, I think you know, like we've kind of been going into this Champions League with the same kind of forward. I'm not even gonna go about the midfield. I don't. Um, you know, we've been. Everyone kind of knows what what to kind of expect from Liverpool. You know, we had you had your Sadio Mane, you had Roberto Firmino last season, we had Luis Diaz, Mosala, so and Diogo Jota. Um, how crucial is Darwin Nunez gonna be as like the the big? you know, the big man up top. I mean, he, you know, he's another, he's another problem in Europe, should we say? Like, in, in a sense that he's going to cause a lot of defenders nightmares. I mean, do, do you think, um, do you think that's, um, that's 
does that give you positivity? I, I suppose what I'm trying to ask as a, as a Liverpool supporter, um, Tom, I'll come to you first on this one. Um, yeah, I mean, that gives me hope in all aspects, in all competitions, to be honest with you. Um, just because I think we're, we're, we're a different beast and I think we've fallen short before in maybe teams of, you know, they've, they've studied us, they understand how we play and how we move and they understand the, the rhythms and patterns and play that we can, that we can develop and sometimes you do need to change it up. And I think Darwin does just add that whole new dimension to our attack. And the fact that he has Champions League experience, the fact that he has a good record in the Champions League and, you know, last year in particular, um, not only got goals, but important goals. And um, sometimes that's what you need when you're having a, a day when it's just not happening for you. You have a, a slog at, you know, Napoli Stadium or the Ibrox or things like that. Sometimes it takes one whipped cross by Trent and a big guy like Darwin Nunes making a dart across the front post to be able to to get the header and uh, win the game. So that's that's what I like that he brings and I'm, I think that will definitely come up clutch when we're uh, playing in Europe this year for sure because he's proven that he's done it before. Um, when it absolutely mattered as well. And Justin, uh, Nunez, is he going to be a massive threat in Europe? Defenders going to shit the bed when they go up against him? Yeah, I think he is. I actually think it's two players who have kind of pulled their teeth here. It, it's both of the guys who actually can play the number nine off the last shoulder of a defender. Because I feel like Diogo Judd has become a, a very forgotten man. But he also doesn't play the number nine like Bobby and does end up... Uh, you know, pop out of the boxes as a finisher rather than a creator. But I think I, think I love just... about Diogo Jota, by the way. He can have a mysterious game, score two goals, and you absolutely love him. You think, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. it's a, the, the theme with Diogo is you're basically sitting there for 55 minutes saying, he's crap, he's crap, and then all of a sudden he scores, and, you know, it's a decisive goal. Um, I like his reflex. Um, but I think Darwin, coming back onto him, one of the things that I think is really underrated that he does is he actually makes our midfield look better by the fact that teams can't creep as far forward. Because if you have a guy who's that big, that strong, and that fast, occupying both of your center backs, it forces your entire, the, the opposition back, which gives your midfield that more time and that more, um, you know, ability to not be quite as pressed. And that's, that's one of the things that's been missing from us this season is just when he hasn't played, you know, we are the exact opposite of what you want, which is we are extremely compact in the midfield in possession and extremely open out of it. And I think Darwin creating that threat helps everything else because you can't just think of, you know, the midfield is only a self-contained unit. It's a unit within a team and other parts of the team influence how it plays. Our forward line really should influence how our midfield plays because, you know, it's our forward line is there to force other teams back and give us and, and give us time and force other teams into their own end. And Darwin is, you know, he, he's the guy we need to do that. And also, it's going to help us in counter-attacking situations, too, because it gives us a third forward who's just lightning fast. Lovely stuff. So watch this space, and let's hope the midfield can actually do something in those situations when they have all that space and, you know, don't think time stands still. Right, guys. Um, any final thoughts on, on the Liverpool group before we move on to the next little segment where we kind of talk about all the, you know, we just randomly chit-chat about the other groups? Um, anything you want to say about Liverpool just in general, Tom? Um, to be honest, not really. I think um, 
one thing I did notice earlier is the last time that we had Napoli in the Champions League group stage, we lost to Real Madrid the year before in the final, but then also went on to win the Champions League that year. So, good omens. I like that. I like that. Thank you very much. And what about you, Justin? Yeah, I think as a fan base right now that's pretty uh, uptight, we could potentially use some of the indulgence that Amsterdam offers off outside of the stadium. I shall indulge such thing, but okay. <laughs> just, I, I, look, I'm just, I, I, it, it's a joke, but at the same time, you know, I, I, think, I think we, uh, you know, a little bit of chill. Yeah, get yourselves to Amsterdam and buy yourself some clogs, people. That's all I'll say on the matter. Right, guys, <laughs> let's, 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 and, you know, go and have a little tour on the bicycles and things, you know, uh, let's let's keep it legit. Right, guys, let's move on to um, the, the rest of the groups. I mean, as always, I like to kind of talk about the, the, the tasty group, you know, they call it the group of death. And we, I, I think... I think you'll agree with me. I think we have one this again this season. Um, I'm looking at Group C as potentially the tasty one. I just hope that fixtures don't fall on the same day as ours because that's the one that I kind of want to look at. To me, that's that's the group. Um, Bayern, Barcelona, Inter, and Pulsa. Sorry, I know I've said that wrong. Victoria, Pulsen, 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 Pulsen. Yeah, Sorry, I've not got my glasses on. The team, the, the team from Czechoslovakia. The team from the Czech Republic. <laughs> Thanking you, thanking you. See, this is why I have these excellent people on the on the pod. I'm I'm dreadful, as you can tell. Okay, um, so for me, that is the group, obviously, for three teams for obvious reasons. Um, what about you guys? Uh, Justin, I'll come to you. Which one sort of catches your eye? Um, that one looks like the group of death to me as well. Um, it, none of the English. Uh, I mean, I, I guess City have the second toughest draw of any of the English clubs because I think Chelsea's and Tottenham's are Tottenham's is extremely straightforward for them. Um, if, if they don't get out of that, then uh, the Spursy It's a Spursy thing, isn't it? It, it, it? Spursy things and not get out of that. Can I, I be honest with you, that could be fun if they do go all Spursy. Like, I will be honest with you, that could be batshit crazy. I think it would be more difficult than people were saying. And it is Tottenham we're talking about. I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for it. I, I don't want them to get out of that group because of the fact that I, A, don't particularly like them, and B, they don't want to point them out. But uh, they're, they're, I think uh, Chelsea actually do have a pair of bananas. And Salzburg have been very tough in this competition. Mm-hmm. AC Milan is a good, is a good sign. Um, I don't think that's a group of death. No, group C is the group of death. And I'm deeply hoping that somehow Inter and, and uh, Polson and the team to get out of that group, although I suspect that it's that Bayern Munich is going to uh, have something to say about it. You know, Bayern Munich are like, what I find absolutely, I mean, Tom, I'll come to you, what I find absolutely fascinating about Bayern Munich is obviously sold Lewandowski and obviously got more um, uh, Sadio Mane, but they are scoring a shit ton of goals just for fun. And I'm, I'm kind of getting a little bit jealous. And it's the goals are coming from everywhere, you know, like from the midfielders, you know. They're having so much joy, but um, your thoughts um, in terms of which group are you thinking, mm, that's going to be a good one? Yeah, it's hard to look past Group C, isn't it? I mean, poor Victoria Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have sympathy for him. But, um, yeah, I think it... fans will enjoy having those teams come to their stadium, though. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, if you're a fan that's, that's reasonable and you, you understand that you, you might not get anything out of the group stage and you just want some good days out and some good um, good like teams to go and see, 
yeah, I'm sure they're I'm sure they're loving it. But um, yeah, I mean, like I said, Spurs, yeah, they should they should absolutely qualify with flying colours. But it could be more tricky than than some give the other teams credit for, maybe. But otherwise, you look at the PSG Juventus group. Juventus aren't quite the force they were a few years ago. Cities, they should walk it. Although Sevilla and Dortmund are very very tough. Um, and then there's Madrid, Leipzig. And Donetsk and Celtic and yeah, I mean that should be quite straightforward as well. So yeah, um, Group C should be quite juicy. And um, yeah, other than that, to be fair, I think other than that, maybe our group's the most entertaining prospect. Interesting, right? Okay, so we've got the 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 eye catcher. Now, there's always one that's a bit meh, and I'm intrigued to get your thoughts on this because I'm I'm looking at possibly Group H as a bit meh with Paris Saint Germain, Juve, Benfica, and Haifa. I don't think I I, I could potentially see you Juve wobble here. Like I don't know. Like for me, that one looks a bit meh, and I don't know if Spursy go all Spursy then I think Group D could be quite exciting. Um, which one's a bit meh for you guys? I mean, I know, um, Tom, you said Group F there. Um, it looks a bit straightforward to you as well. But, like, I remember a few seasons ago, like, Shakhtar giving Inter Milan a few scares in the group stages and things. And they're in the group with Real Madrid and Inter Milan. And, you know, they were quite fun to watch we'll see what happens mm-hmm. this season um but i'm, I'm intrigued so justin which one's meh for you like no um i don't really plan on watching much of the group h matches um i do think that i i want to see if i can get a bet on uh whether or not maccabee hyphen can score more than four goals in the uh in the group stages i think they're that that seems like a lamb to slaughter but i don't know i mean it, it, it's the Champions League. All the groups are kind of fun because these teams are all kind of good. And then I'm going to go with the opposite of Matt. But um, Group B of Porto, Atletico, Leverkusen, and Bruges is the biggest hipster group in recent memory. <laughs> is that your hipster group? That is my hipster group, Group B. <laughs> okay, so there you go. Um, and wh- why is it a hipster group for you? Oh, it's a, a bunch of teams that are extremely idiosyncratic with widely different styles in fun places. Okay, so I think Justin is kind of telling you that maybe keep an eye on that group. What about you, um, Tom? Which one's a bit meh for you? Or are you picking a hipster group? <laughs> um, no, I can't argue with the B hipster group. Um, but, I mean, if, as far as a meh group, I would... Maybe the, maybe the, um, what's it called? Well, the Tottenham group. If, if Tottenham kind of step up and they play it, to be fair, they have to, if they play even just close to a good level for them, I think they should walk out. So that, that could be quite a meh group. Uh, otherwise, again, like you said, actually, maybe with, with PSG, the way they started their, um, with their season, yeah. wow, they, they could walk that group and, um, yeah, that could be a, a bit of meh because, to be honest with you, I can't see Maccabi causing much trouble. Although, we we write teams off. When you look at Sharif Terraspol last year coming and beating Real Madrid away, you just never know with the Champions League. So, I'm I'm not going to completely write off Maccabi Haifa just yet. But yeah, I'd say uh, 
those are the two that that have the most meh appeal. Group F is kind of Real Madrid, RB Leipzig, Shakhtar, and Celtic. That feels like you know who's coming out of that group. Like you that know feels what? Real, Real Madrid and Leipzig are getting out of it. You could list that one to four, couldn't you? Shall I, yeah. give you my, shall I give you my Champions League fun fact of Group D? Conte, who manages uh, da, 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 Spurs and Marseille's Mangiosi, Igor Tudor, used to be teammates at Juventus. I feel so old. <laughs> oh, I, I love Marseille's manager, too. He's, he's an abusing fella. Apparently, they don't like him much. No, no, they don't. They really don't. <laughs> uh, they really like him. I'm, I'm going to give you a fun, a fun fact about my new favorite football club besides Liverpool, uh, Victoria Pulsen, which is uh, that their dugout is in the shape of a beer can after a local beer sponsor sponsored them. There you go. Look at, look at this insight on the Eurovision podcast. There you go. Right. Okay. So that, that's been done and dusted. Right, guys. Um, l- so we're on a bit of a tangent, right? Any any other quirky little stats or, or facts about the groups or anything in particular that you want to share before we move on and we kind of um, just talk about the English teams? I haven't seen no. any, but I'll keep my eye out. Okay, cool. You Feel free to drop them at any point because, you know, let's keep it interesting. Okay, English teams then. So obviously we ran through it. You know Liverpool's group. If you um, uh, have a, you know, you need a refresh. Um, Chelsea are in Group E. They are in with Serie A champions Milan, uh, Salzburg, um, uh, Dinamo Zagreb, Man City in Group G with Sevilla, Dortmund, Copenhagen. Um, group Group D has Spurs, Frankfurt, who were quite fun in the Europa League last season, um, Sporting Lisbon and Marseille. Right, guys, let's talk about those groups. So, um, uh, Tom, I'll come to you first. I mean, I think we, in terms of the English teams, probably, would you say have it the toughest? I know that like, you look at, like, Dortmund, and we know that they are a decent team. But, like, for me, they just don't, I don't know, in the Champions League, like, they always get, like, served, like, a group where you think, like, I don't, they, I find them underwhelming, is, I guess, mm. what I'm trying to say. And they actually... Yep. Had a bit of a wobbler in in the Bundesliga of the weekend as well. So I mean, I want to get your thoughts. I mean, which team? I mean, like after us, who do you think's got it rough? Um, I, yeah, I, I'd say I wouldn't argue that ours our, our group is the toughest. I think you look at um, Ajax; they won't be um, they won't be a pushover. I think Napoli; they'll definitely give us a hard time. They've done it before, and I mean, they they definitely lost some. Some people over the last kind of 12, 18 months, but they've definitely they've brought people in as well, and there's still good talent in that squad. Mm. I think I saw tonight actually they were nil nil with twenty two percent possession all night, and then Simeon got a goal, and they won one nil even with twenty two percent possession. So they're a team that you can't really rest on or sleep on. So um, yeah, and obviously, like I said before, with Rangers as well, they um, they've got a little habit in Europe of defying the odds a bit so yeah I'd, I'd say we have the toughest I think I think Spurs should have the easiest but they're Spurs City I think if what if they if you gave Tottenham City's group or if you get Chelsea City's group that would be a lot tougher but I think because it's City they should be all right with Sevilla and Dortmund and, and Copenhagen um 
yeah, otherwise, I'd say Spurs have it the easiest. We maybe have it the toughest. Um, yeah. It's mad, isn't it? You know, um, Lewandowski going back to uh, Bayern Munich. You're going to see Haaland go back to Dortmund. I mean, Justin, rate the, rate, rate the groups for me. I think we've got the toughest. I say followed by Chelsea. And then I'm going to say followed by Spurs and then followed by uh, Man City because I, th- I just think Man City are a cut above anyone in that group. I, I would agree with your take on Spurs and City with those two. Although I think Spurs group is probably easier than City's. It's just the gap between City and Spurs is rather sizable. So you mm-hmm. have got the, uh, I actually think the Chelsea's group is tougher than this. Um, I, I think that Salzburg is a mm-hmm. really, really tough is a really tough team to play against. They have yep. a bunch of really good young talents. And also they have Chelsea, a philosophy as well, don't they? They have a, like a way of playing. Like they, yeah. they you know, they, they they scout a certain type of player. Yeah, and also, you know, what? it's playing games in Eastern Europe against like Dinamo or Dinamo Zagreb, or going like when we went to Red Star Belgrade. Those are tough places to play. They are yeah. hostile and passionate crowds, the opposing teams, and you know, Chelsea also at the moment. You know, we're a mess. Chelsea's also a mess, right? They're they're not exactly they're 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 caught between all sorts of different philosophies at the moment, and they have a director of football who's their owner, who I'm pretty sure probably doesn't know a ton about the sport and just seems to be buying names. So, I think Chelsea's you know dysfunction, you know, and obviously Liverpool at the moment have a bit of their own, but I think Chelsea's dysfunction might be a bit more pronounced, and I think that makes their group a bit harder because they are coming against you know an AC Milan team that's. Very good. And there's also something you have to factor in with AC Milan that, you know, we used to be able to call on quite regularly. They have Origi. <laughs> they Dylan do. does some really weird things at big spots. And if one of those things happens to take Chelsea out, I'm here for it. Oh, aren't we all? Aren't we all? Um Right, okay, so those are the English teams. Right, um, we're going to run through the groups. And guys, this is the part where you have to pick the group winner and runner-up, okay? So I'm going to run by them and I want, right, Group A, our group, Ajax, Liverpool, Napoli, Rangers. Tom, who tops, who finishes runner-up? Liverpool top, Ajax runner-up. I've gone for Liverpool and Napoli. Okay, um, uh, still sticking with Liverpool, obviously, despite how upset I am and things. Uh, got to stick by my boys. Uh, what about you, Justin? I'm uh, Liverpool and Napoli. Okay, we're going to move on to Group B: Porto, Atletico Madrid, Leverkusen, Club Bruges. I am going actually not. I will go to Justin first on this one. Atletico, Leverkusen. Nice. I'm going to go for Atletico and I'm going to go Porto. Tom? Uh, Atletico and Leverkusen. Okay, Group C. Oh. Tom, I'm going to come to you. Uh, Bayern and Inter. Nice. Um, I'm going to say Bayern... And I'm going to say Barcelona because I have a feeling like Inter sometimes wobble in the group stages. I'm just going back from previous. I, uh, I wonder if like Barca just plays some like free-flowing 
fearless football but it all depends what players they can actually register that's another thing um they are an absolutely disgusting hot mess but i'm gonna say barca as a runners-up what about you justin uh Bayern and whichever team is in less financial dire straits between Inter and Barcelona <laughs> as of next week. Okay, okay. So I'll ask you, I'll ask you for the runner-up next week. Okay, I'm going to have a no, I, think, I, think, I think I'm actually here with Bayern and Barca too. Barca, Barca is a mess, but they actually have some very good players and a yes. manager who does have an idea of what he's doing. Right, Group D. Um, Justin, I'll come to you first on this one. Spurs and Marseille. Nice. Conte and Tudor reunion. <laughs> I am going to go for Tottenham and Frankfurt. Tom? Ooh, all three of us are different. I'm going to say Spurs and Sporting. Ooh, look at us. Okay, we're moving on to Group E. And Tom, I'll come to you first on this one. Uh, Chelsea and Milan. I've gone for them as well. Um, uh, although I'm going to say Milan top the group and Chelsea finish runners up. Mm. Uh, yeah, um, uh, just because they are a bit of a, a bit everywhere. Well, let's see, let's see. But yeah, um, I'm going to put them as runners up just to make it interesting. Uh, Justin, Milan and Salzburg. <laughs> nice, I love it. Are you dumping Chelsea into the Europa League? Chelsea is going to the Europa League. Okay, right, that's confirmed. Okay, Group F. Justin. Uh, Real and the other Red Bull team. Okay, um, yeah, looking at that, I'll probably go with the same there. Um, Tom? Uh, uh, Real Leipzig. Yep, we're, we're all on the same page there. Look yeah. at us um, agreeing. Okay, Group G, I mean, go for it. I will come to Tom first on this one. Well, not as easy. Well, first place easy. Um, City. And then the second place, I'm going to go and say Sevilla. Interesting. Okay, I am going to say Man City. And you know what? Even though I've been like bashing them, I'm going to give them a little fighting chance and I'm going to say Dortmund. What about you, Justin? Manchester City. And uh, you know what? You'll never walk alone. Go on, BBB. Nice. Okay, Justin, sticking with you, Group H, final one. Um, who's topping and who's runner up? PSG and Benfica. I've gone with that as well. Tom? Uh, I will go PSG and Juve. I think it might be a bit of a safe bet, that one, you know. Um, yeah, Juve tend to so. get knocked out in the last 16. <laughs> and one yeah. thing we haven't mentioned, guys, is that the final's in Istanbul this year. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I remember Klopp after the final against Real Madrid saying, book your tickets to Istanbul. I, I do love his positivity, <laughs> you know, like straight away after a loss, just saying it how it is. Um, just a quick one. We are live on Discord. Gags just um, uh, typed in the group there. I'm chuffed with the group. Could have been much, much worse. 
Um, Garrett there saying it's a proper competitive group, but also one that we could potentially glide through with a couple more players back from injury. Yeah, I think a lot is depending on that. You know, if we're, we're back to full fitness, that, that could certainly be beneficial to us. Yeah. Um, okay. So you've had our predictions there, guys. Um, if you're listening, um, give us your thoughts. Um, what are your thoughts of the Champions League group stage? How do you fancy Liverpool? How are you feeling in terms of Champions League? Are you glad to have it back? And also, if you want to give us your predictions as to who's going to top the group and who's going to be runners up, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Tom, Justin, before I let you go, is there any final thoughts on the Champions League that you want to share? Uh, Tom, I'll come to you. I mean, anything you want to kind of get off your chest? Um. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, yeah, hopefully we start a lot faster in the Champions League that we've done than we did in the Premier League, which was painfully slow, reminiscent of a pace. We've still of, not started. What are you on Charlie about? Adam. What are you on about? We've still not started. <laughs> We're still waiting. I think Charlie Adams is faster. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite excited. I'm kind of. With a with an air of caution, just based on how our squad looks in the next few weeks, but um, yeah, I'll I'll try and I'll I'll remain positive. It's, they're you know they're not giving us much reason to be excited at the moment, so I'll try and conjure up all the excitement I can with the Champions League, and then the uh, Premier League can be a bystander as far as I'm concerned. But the omens are good. Lovely stuff. And what about you, Justin? I think I'm just going to leave it with the fact that Istanbul is wonderful. It's followed of Bob's bosses and scousers. There you go, people. Well, guys, that was your Euro Incision pod reaction to the group. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly enjoyed hosting it. A massive thank you to both Tom and Justin. But before I let them go, where can people find you on social media? Tom, I'll come to you first. Anything you'd like to plug? Maybe you're doing a podcast over the weekend. I don't know. And where can people find you on social media? Ah, maybe I am. Yes, I'm on Twitter at Tom on the Cop. And uh, yeah, you may well hear this voice this Saturday after the um, the Bournemouth game on the Nina Kowser show. So um, yeah, hopefully a more positive one than the last couple I did. Hopefully we're talking about three points and Liverpool have actually kicked on their season. No wonderful stuff. Give Tom a follow. And yes, do check out the Nina Kaiser show. Justin, anything you'd like to plug and where can people find you on social media? You can find me at Rolls on Shabbos on Twitter. You'll have to look for the show notes for the exact spelling or the tweets. And then also you can find me arguing about assumptions with people in the Anfield Index transfer thread. So you should subscribe so you can argue with me. There you go, people. Follow both both of these two. And Justin was on the post-match um, Man United um, pod. Um, he was excellent. I was? That, 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 wait, 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 we played United? When? Oh, okay. Let's let's just see where that. Let's be like Real Madrid TV. When they used to lose, they wouldn't show the game or the highlights, which I thought was brilliant. When Real Madrid um, TV used to be on Sky, they, you know, I just thought it was brilliant how they would not just show when they lost. Um, yeah, that's what we're going with here. But yeah, Justin was on the last post-match show. So do check that out because I think he made some really, really excellent points and um, made me feel better about the whole situation. For my part, guys, um, I will be back on Saturday doing the post-match show um, with obviously Tom and Lisa Marie. Hopefully will be joining us as well. Can't wait for that one. Um, it's two very, very positive, awesome people. Keep me sane, hopefully. And 
again um if you're on instagram go and follow me on at the nina calder show would really really appreciate if you could follow and support the page i'm just doing little bits of videos taking pod snippets really enjoying stuff on there but yeah guys thank you so much for listening hope you enjoyed that and i will be back with the euro incision podcast when the football actually kicks off so till next time take care and um up the european reds we hope you enjoyed listening to this anfield index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.